And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Friday, July 10th. I love Fridays, truly. I have a very front-loaded week in general. Mark knows I hate working after 12 noon on Fridays, and I always have hated that. It's because I wake up so early and I do so much of my stuff on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that by the time I get to Friday, I'm kind of limping along. So we got another report on initial claims, meaning people who are filing for unemployment benefits, and 1.314 million people filing for unemployment benefits. Now, that's a huge number still. I know it's way down from the nearly 7 million we saw at the end of March. It's the 14th consecutive week where we've seen claims go down. This time, a drop of 99,000 from the previous week. I mean, that's the good news. It's good that it's going down, but 1.3 is still just a huge number. It's essentially two times the previous record before the pandemic. The part of the report that I was not very happy to see, I don't know if you uh, checked this out, Mark, but there's that unemployment insurance for gig workers. Remember that? That was the uh, Pandemic Unemployment Assistance or the PUA program. And that was for people who were self-employed or gig workers. 14.3 million people claiming the PUA program, another 850,000 under the pandemic emergency unemployment. So that means 15 million people in addition to these weekly claims that we are seeing. I don't know. That's, that's not a great sign in my book. So good news on the big top line, not such great news among the gig workers, I really thought that by the end of June that we would have seen claims drop down under a million if things were healthy. So obviously, we are not healthy yet at all in the labor market. It's getting better, but these gig workers, I'm worried about them. So if you're a gig worker and you've got questions or anyone else listening, just send us an email. It's askjill at jillonmoney.com. That's askjill jill at jillonmoney.com. Okay, let's get into these questions. This is from Mark who writes, my wife and I are 41 years old. We've got no money saved for retirement. Uh Uh-oh, that's not good. Up until this year, we've been a one household income raising two kids. We've got no credit card or student loan debt, but we owe 200 grand on our $320,000 home. Okay, that's not so bad. $25,000 is a car loan at 0.9%. 
Now that our children are teenagers and more self-sufficient, my wife has started a career as a realtor to help us grow our wealth. How great. Okay. So Mark makes 150 grand a year. And he said, last year we started saving for an emergency fund. We've got $32,000 saved in our checking account. Fantastic. Great. Well done. Well, well done. Okay. We also have $10,000 in an HSA and we're maximizing it each year. Okay. Half the money is in an ETF. The other half is in cash. My wife got her realtor's license early this year. She's doing very well. She has grossed 50 grand in commission so far this year, but after expenses, just over 40,000. That's pretty good. We anticipate that she will earn $80,000 after expenses, but before taxes. We're meeting with an accountant next week about setting up an LLC for her so she can pay herself. So she'll have a wage and the rest will be distributed as S-Corp dividend. We hear this will help us reduce self-employment tax, but it's a little deep order for us. Okay. Our goal is to invest all of her post-tax money. We're avoiding lifestyle creep. We already have a nice lifestyle based on my income. So far, we have not spent or invested one penny of her earned income. Her business checking account has 42 grand in it. It's house money to us at this point. How should we invest? Solo 401k, SEP, property investment, Roth IRA? Should we be building our emergency fund more? Is the LLC the correct path for tax purposes? We know enough to be dangerous. I worry we're going to make mistakes along the way and waste time, which we can't afford to do. Any sage advice is welcome. We're big fans of the podcast. Thank you for the help you give to all of us who are listening. Okay. This is easy. I would do a SEP IRA. That's what I would do. And I would use that to max out her income. And, you know, when you ask about the the money that you have in your emergency fund, I don't know how many months that represents, Unless you guys have six months that's in that emergency reserve fund, use part of the money that she has earned to make make yourself whole to the six months. And the rest of it, just put it all in a SEP and that's going to reduce her income. And LLC is fine for her. It's not going to make a huge difference. You know, she could actually just be plain old self-employed. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about it. And I really wouldn't even, I, I don't think you have to really make yourself too crazy about the LLC in general. It's nice to have it as like some liability shield, but generally speaking, here's what you need to do. Get that SEP IRA set up. And as soon as you've got your six months of emergency reserve beefed up, everything else can go into the SEP. You could put up to basically $57,000 into this plan. That's darn good. 57 grand. You know, you're not going to put all of that in, but as much as you possibly can. It's the lesser of 25% or, right? There's the or, or that that maximum amount, 57,000. So 57,000 or 25% of what you earn. That's what I would do. That's what you should do. Beyond that, why don't you have a retirement account at work? Where's your retirement account at work? Maybe you could do that as well. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay. Jim writes, 
I love your show. Your people-first approach to finance has helped inspire me to pursue my interest in learning about investing. I'm still a novice, but I feel compelled to message you. My partner called me in a frustrated panic a month ago about her mother's retirement from nursing. Long story short, her mother is more interested in getting her cash immediately, less concerned with investments for the long term. Needless to say, my partner is concerned her mother may outlive her investments, and that's why she called me. I have tried to assist them, but due to my limited knowledge, I'm not confident in guiding them. I'm steering them toward a reputable CFP in Chicago, but I was curious about your opinion. My first concern was that her mother wanted to take a lump sum of $256,000 from her pension and a lump sum from her 403B. We were obviously worried that the amount she'd lose to taxes by making this choice. She also has $126,000 in a 403B that's invested, uh, $216,000 in another retirement account, which she was having arranged as an annuity, paying out a $2,000 a month for 10 years. All these accounts are with TIAA. I've read some unfavorable reviews of TIAA, so I have concerns about fees. Okay, let me just allay that. Don't worry about TIAA. That's not the problem. So TIAA is great. Don't worry. In the big picture... What it sounds to me like is that you're worried that your mother-in-law is, I know it's not really your mother-in-law, but whatever, your mother-in-law, we'll call her that, is going to blow through her money. And so I would say that the best thing she could do is you want to try to convince her that getting the pension will give her stability. So instead of taking the lump sum of 256000 from her pension, I would annuitize that over her life. And that will be in addition to the other retirement annuity that she's getting paid out. And those two things will be her base. Now, if she wants the money from her 403B, okay, then she may be able to take that money plus the additional 403B, right, and combine them. And that would be fine with me. What you would do is you would take the 295 from this 1403B, another 126, combine those into one IRA rollover account, and then that could be invested with either TIAA, CREF, or just you know any general investment fund, a Vanguard, a Fidelity, a T. Rowe Price, a TD Ameritrade. That's it. But if you want to play this for mom-in-law, my biggest concern is, number one, how old she is, number two, her own patterns of spending. We really want to make sure that she doesn't blow through all this money, okay? Suzanne has a small consulting firm for tech and IT companies. All of her current contracts were pulled. Had they progressed, it would have been $70,000. She paid her team in full and their business dues. There was just a little money left in accounts. She has basically feels like, says, now it seems I'm forgotten. I don't fit into any of the small business support programs, self-employed contractor. I can't find any way government help, and my business won't start up until September, October. Have you any suggestions of how I can apply for aid? Right now, my credit cards are maxed out. I'm raiding my pension fund. Don't do that. Do not raid that pension fund. So what I think you want to do is, I think you probably are the kind of person who should be applying for the PPP. Um, because it does look like you would be entitled to that. You know, that's been extended until the first week of August. 
Um, there's a still $130 billion left in the PPP. And it's a little bit more generous in the way that you can spend the money. So that's what I would do. I would apply for the PPP. Am I missing something, Mark? I feel like she should be able to do that. No, but don't spend the pension money. Frankly, the best thing to do right now is probably to lay off some people or furlough some people, apply for that PPP, see if you can bring them back. And then when you start up again in the fall, you'll, you might have to have a smaller staff. I don't know. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Uh, this is from Kathy, who writes, Good morning, Jill and Mark. After hearing you talk about robo-advisors, I decided to have one do a complimentary review of my portfolio. Okay, so she had personal capital do it. Her financial advisor charges 1%. The robo-advisor's lower fees seem attractive, so I'm tempted, but I haven't made the switch. The robo-advisor suggested I cash out my variable annuity, um, which is a $310,000. The cost basis is $115,000, so I'd have a burdensome tax bill. Federal tax rate is 24%, state is seven and three quarters. There's no surrender fee, so the advisor suggested money could work harder for me in the market. This was mid-pandemic. The suggestion surprised me, and I haven't heard much discussion on that move. I'm 61. I still work full-time. I hope to retire in another year or so. I don't intend to take Social Security until my full retirement age. My IRA is around $1.2 million. My brokerage account is at $180,000. My only debt is an $85,000 home equity line of credit. I realize there may be a hybrid approach where I would withdraw a portion of the funds at a time. What do you think? I think that, first of all, I think personal capital is actually one of the more expensive of the robos. That's number one. I think there's something interesting here. My question to you is this. If you are going to, re if you are still working and you retire in a year or so, maybe the best thing to do is that you use that variable annuity, you annuitize it, and you use that to float your needs until your full retirement age. So then you would be annuitizing the variable annuity, right? Or, or at least just taking money out. I don't know if that's a, a non-qualified variable annuity or a qualified one, but either way, you have to pay tax on it. And maybe you wait until, I would wait until I was retired. I would then take the variable annuity and use that money to live on until you are at your full retirement age for social security. And then we can kind of go a little bit at a time. That's what I would do. So I just, I think that that's something to consider. You know, I would try another, I would actually also see, do something fun, which would be maybe try another robo-advisor. See if you get a different response. Be interesting to see. Okay. That's my, that's my two cents, Kathy. So P.S. Kathy writes, each day when you remind your listeners to lift someone up, I find myself identifying just who that person should be that day. Some days when I leave the house, it's over tipping a waitress. Other days, it's a phone call to an old friend or picking up groceries for my elderly neighbor. Just wanted you to know that your words make an impact every day. Thanks for all you and Mark are doing to make these times a little more civil. 
Thank you so much. That is such a nice thing to say. And we really do appreciate it. And we really do mean it because look, I feel better right now. This has been a long morning for me. And you know what? I feel so just lifted up myself reading that for everyone else. And it makes me feel so good. So I'm going to say it one more time, which is don't forget to wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain that physical distancing, and do try to lift somebody up. What a nice thing Kathy just did. She lifted up me and Mark in one fell swoop. It's just something that we are so grateful for. Don't forget to check out the website, jillonmoney.com, and there you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Most importantly, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.